Hello and welcome to the Sounds Proper Podcast. Today will be an interesting episode in my opinion. We have the review for Enelie Chapa's uh, new album, Top Shata, as well as the discussion for today will be what is the WAP craze all about? So yes, once again, Enelie Chapa, Top Shata review, as well as discussing the WAP craze. Uh, WAP being the Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion song and why it's just everywhere. Uh, But yeah, before we get into the discussion or the review, I'm just going to plug a few things. Uh, You know, follow me uh, at uh, Twitter, at Sounds Proper. I haven't been the most uh, active on Twitter, uh, I'm going to be honest. However, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a bit more active there, Um, you know, so hopefully in the very, very near future, you know, I'll be, you know, be a bit more active and it'll be worthwhile. Uh, giving me a follow there, as well as uh, check out my past reviews uh, and also the past discussions that are with the past uh, reviews on the Sounds Proper podcast. Uh, also, you could on the Sounds Proper podcast, uh, you can check out my uh, podcast exclusive segment called Single Sunday. That's where I go over the latest releases, the latest singles. I talk about them, uh, you know, first reaction. And it's a very interesting segment, in my opinion. Uh, you can check out the video version of each of these reviews on the Sounds Proper YouTube channel. It's a bit more highly edited, highly scripted, uh, that you won't find the discussions or single Sunday, but it's, mo- it's just uh, com- completely focused on the reviews. So yes, um, that has been everything. Oh, you can also follow me at, at store- on Storyfire uh, at Sounds Proper. Uh, hopefully they give me uh, video permission soon. Anyway, uh, getting back to the review and the discussion. Uh, once again, Enali Chapa, Top Shata review, as well as the discussion, what is the WAP craze about? Uh, we'll get into the discussion, and then after the discussion, we'll talk about the uh, album. So yes, uh, what is the WAP craze all about? So if you are, have you been living under a rock for these uh, past few days, really, or the past week, uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, they released a song with a subsequent music video for this uh, song titled WAP. And after after I talked about it on, uh, on Single Sunday, on the past Single Sunday, you can check that out, uh, where I talked about WAP. Uh, I actually, o- only after uh, listening to it, realized that the title WAP meant wet-ass pussy. So even the title is uh, kind of vulgar and lewd in nature. Uh, and the lyrics are just filled, filled with uh, quite vulgar and lewd, you know, lyrics. Um, they talk about, you know, their vagina. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not going to censor myself because this is not uh, a not, it's, it's, a, it's an explicit podcast. So they talk about their wet ass pussies, you know, their pussies dripping. They want uh, a fire truck to park in their little garage. And it's it's just like that for the entirety of the song. It doesn't let up. I I'd be hard pressed to find one line that doesn't refer to sex, genitalia, or anything like lewd in any way, shape, or form. This was complemented with the music video. Uh, you could check it out on YouTube. Uh, I believe in the first two days, I had like sixty million views, which is ridiculous. Um, you know, basically in the music video, uh, although it is uh, censored, it's still a very, very uh, explicit, not safe for work uh, video, that's for sure, where Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, 
are in thongs basically twerk there's a lot of twerking they're like in this mansion where there's like almost almost bare naked almost um bare naked like sculptures of ass and tits uh as well as kylie jenner's in it for a brief moment uh, and, and all all the women that are in the video are i would say hypersexualized uh as well as cardi b and megan the stallion themselves as well as the surrounding environment that inherently is not bad it inherently even isn't very noteworthy it, it's noteworthy because it's two of the biggest female singers coming together and collabing you know the song the the concept of them collabing on a song is noteworthy in itself but the act in my opinion i i didn't i didn't think that like okay these two artists you know they be talking about this so to come together and do this it is you know it should be like it should be expected or it shouldn't be it shouldn't be very surprising and i don't and you know you can say whatever you want about the music video but it should be expected should be surprising but no people just blew everything out of proportion and whether you like the like the song or not people were just were talking about it excessively you know people that didn't really like the song and didn't really like the idea of the video were talking about like hey you know uh this was like a hypersexual video this is not appropriate you're putting this on youtube and people had like problems with the fact that you know this video is able to go up on youtube but stuff that you know uh stuff that just isn't nearly as bad uh gets demonetized or whatever uh on on their youtube channels which is a whole different uh, issue that I, I won't be covering but the fact that you know it's on youtube and it's there for kids to see uh it was concerning for people uh and also the lyrics and the, the actual content in the in 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 the song it was concerning for people uh notably like uh, there's a clip there's many clips of Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro he talked about the the song and um you know people are entitled to that people in, are entitled to the opinion that this is not good for like society in general it's not good for women it's not good for you know this hypersexual hypersexualization of women you know kind of you know women just being there for like bodies uh their bodies you know women just being there for like almost as almost like objectifying themselves uh or but also people on the other side really saw this as empowering to women saw this as really an expressive and defiant uh, ex, uh, an expression of defiance against the mainstream and against the patriarchy right which uh, I'm not really a big fan of both of these schools of thoughts. Honestly, I just think it's a fucking song, hip hop song that is raunchy. It's, it's it's that it's just that. Leave it at that. You know, there have been songs that are more sexually explicit than this. There are songs that go into you know, the, the like. This is more like like I could think of everything they've said by the time i was in grade eight like or grade nine like i could maybe not like i could come up with all like the wordplay and whatever but like like any like ninth grader had these thought has had these thoughts unless you're i don't know i don't know how asexuality works but if you're asexual probably not but <laughs> uh but 
Um, like you get the point, right? Like it wasn't all that. Like if you really read the lyrics, it wasn't that crazy. But people just blew it out of proportion. Like if you go on Genius's website, which I use frequently, uh, because I criticize uh hip hop albums and I would like to read the lyrics and make sure I'm not uh, misinterpreting what a rapper is saying. But you know, on the front cover of Genius, uh, there's a news article uh, about like oh the uninformed criticism of WAP uh in their budding hit. Right, so basically they talk. They talk about you know the Ben Shapiro thing. They talk about the people who uh, don't like disapprove of the song and the video, uh, and they they talk about how this is a symbol of female empowerment. I both both of these schools of thought are kind of stupid. Now, let's look at the school of thought that this is hypersexualization. This is not good for females this is like you know they're just objectifying themselves okay first of all you know this like the most basic bare bones argument is freedom of speech freedom of expression right that it's it's a very simple thing that you know not every country has but you know in america you're lucky they're lucky enough to have that you know so that's just the very basic simple argument but that doesn't really like fully make an immune to criticism. What I don't really get is the fact that there are songs that are a much more sexual or in in nature. Uh, you know, even if you like, this has been a thing for a while. Like, you know, Two Live Crew got in a lawsuit, but in this like in the eighties about like the same fucking shit in the eighties. Two Live Crew. This was like the like when hip 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 hop was a toddler or an inf- or an infant, you know, you could argue, right? This has been happening. This subject matter has been happening. It's nothing new, right? Uh, a lot of people talk about the music video. Uh, it, it's it's the same thing. Like honestly, there has been like this has been happening. Like go like watch it. Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball or Nicki Minaj Anaconda. Has this really really been all that damaging to young females not i don't i would argue no i would argue no like could this could this possibly have some negative repercussion yes but really is this really intended for people who are like under the age of 13 no this song is not and i wouldn't recommend you know, you you having you playing this around your young child. I wouldn't recommend showing this to your young child. And as a parent, you should be a good enough parent to know what your kids are doing and to restrict them appropriately. It's, it's a very it's a very simple thing, very simple. Um, so yeah, I don't think this was. And if you want to talk about this being problematic, there's been songs. Uh, that have been that have much more problematic or much more graphic lyrics that might not necessarily be sexual or uh, okay for example just recently uh, like maybe like a week or two ago i reviewed tile the creator's bastard you can check that out on the sounds podcast as well as on youtube i reviewed that record that song or the song some of the songs on that album are much more a hypersexual or b 
just graphic and uh, utterly just di- almost like distasteful, right? Nobody seen. I mean, people at the time seemed to care, but I don't see why this song is getting so much attention when there are other songs that are just as bad or as worse, right? It does, and it, it, like who who really cares? You know, people would people think that oh the video, you know, you're just exposed to young people. Those same those kids more than likely have been on, like, have seen porn before. Porn is more accessible, widespread, than ever before. Or they've at least been on Instagram, and every other uh, page on Instagram is either a, it's a, it's either a page for an Instagram thotty showing off their cheeks and their thighs, and they're, and a half exposing their breasts, and the other half is a compilation of all these girls. Like, you're acting like uh, children aren't being exposed to this already. You're acting like, you know, pornography is extremely widespread. It's extremely accessible. And I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for pornography, or I'm especially not advocating for pornography for minors. But what I'm saying is that this is, you know, this is probably something that that people have, uh, or kids, have already been exposed to that young girls have probably already been exposed to that young that young men have already been exposed to so it isn't really all that problematic video wise lyric lyrically wise on the other side of the fence we have people saying oh this is so empowering to women and all that so no i don't really think so uh, at all actually uh you People make the argument, oh, you know, you're really, you know, you know, expressing their sexuality and really, you know, taking back that power. I don't see how that, you know, is you know really taking back power or you know, cr- you know, crumbling the patriarchy. So basically, the fundamental idea of a patriarchal system and why people want to crumble it is that it's basically a society that is made for made for men, built for men, works for men you know, kind of excludes women. It's all about men, right? And, you know, there's decent arguments to be made on both sides. I more favor the idea that, you know, it's the Canada, America, a lot of these first world countries are don't really rely on a patriarchal system. Uh, I think that's just a very outdated school of thought. But regardless, uh, I don't see how this video is in any way, shape, or form really, you know, uh, trying to achieve, uh, really uh, helping to achieve those ends that these um, feminists and people who are, around or, you know, fighting for social justice, I don't really see how this really is coming closer to meeting your ends. If anything, this is, this video is just, you know, people that have disagreed with you already are seeing this cringing. It's like biting into a sour lemon. You're not going to do it again. Right, they're just gonna derive more from what you're trying to, you know, per- perpetuate. You know, people see, uh, like for example, if you, if I have a, conser- a conservative that is not really for fe- feminism, not really for your social justice movements, they see this. I don't see how this, you know, makes them think, huh? Damn, you know, maybe that feminism movement is fucking amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't see how that, I don't see how that works at all. It, it just doesn't actually. It doesn't make any sense. It's just gonna make them go further into their ideas, just go further into their preconceived notions. It's not actually helping with 
the meet the ends that you're trying to meet. Uh, also, people are trying to say that it's you know taking back uh, women's sexuality and um, that you know it's it's a uh, empowering of young girls and you know they can say no to men and whatever. Uh, so right now in society, like uh, you know people like to talk about gender roles and gender roles do exist. There's reasons, uh, historical reasons for why they have existed, but more times than not. The man is considered as the labor, brings in the money, and the woman is everything else. So a lot of the time in relationships, in just dates or whatever, the man usually pays or whatever. Uh, or the man, they really have to go out of their way to really talk to the girl. They have to make the first move. The man really has to put a lot, the most effort. I know this is a very subjective idea. This is a very subjective way of thinking, but in my opinion... The man, the man has to put in the most effort in the relationship to get the girl, and that's already how it is. And I don't believe it should be that way, but honestly, in my opinion, that's the way it is. So, like, isn't that gonna make this? If 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 this video, which I don't think is gonna have an effect, but if this video does have the effect that people are claiming it to have, or claim that it will have, if it does have that effect, won't it make those like problems worse? Want to make women, you know, less inclined to go 50-50 on a date or pay for the meal? Or want to make women less inclined to, you know, really go out and make the first move or talk to the guy first or whatever? Make them feel like they are worth more than they actually are. Now, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm saying everybody should have some semblance of self-worth. But it, but on, on, honestly, people more need to have more self-awareness rather than a feeling of self-worth. Um, and that would just, you know, it would just push people into, you know, going further into their misconstrued ideas and their delusional thoughts and be like, yeah, I'm the prize, you know, I don't need, uh, men ain't shit. And, uh, you know, a man, they, they need to earn me, you know, uh, that's just gonna, you know, if, if this video does have an effect, which I don't believe it will, if it does have an effect, well, it further push women into those ideas which I think is toxic, which I don't think is good. Um, yeah, I think it would. I think that's the effect I would. I would think I have a negative effect in that sense, but I don't think it would have an effect. People are overblowing the, the uh, this video and this song in general. Now, do I enjoy this song? To an extent, I do. Uh, it's better than I expected, that's for sure. It, I don't like giving scores to individual songs. But if I would, I would say it's like, I don't know, 6 out of 10. I said it sounds proper on Single Sunday. And I maintain that position even though I only listen to it uh, one more time afterwards, after the podcast. But I would maintain it's a, uh, maintain the position that it's a decent song. Uh, but I'm listening for the song. I'm not looking for, oh, how is this going to affect society? It's not going to fucking affect society. Oh, how is it going to push feminist agendas, you know, and looking at that in a negative or positive way? It's a song, it, and much worse has been put out. Much worse videos, much worse uh, lyrics has been put out into the abyss that is the internet, that is music, like, right? So, yeah, I just don't understand the fanaticism over the song. I just don't understand why people are overblowing the song, WAP, and whatever. And I don't even understand the popularity of the song. Like, it's decent, it's whatever, it's whatever. It's not amazing, or, or it's not an amazing song. But yeah, that's just uh, me covering the the 
the WAP craze, why people are going insane for this song and this video, and why people are, you know, with these differing opinions are just idiotic. Um, you know, I no, I, let me let me rephrase that. Why these opinions are idiotic, not these people are idiotic, because some very smart people or some very intellectual people are having these, uh, in my opinion, idiotic ideas. Anyway, uh, that has been the discussion, and now uh, it is time for the NLE Choppa Top Shotta album review. All right, so on August seventh, twenty twenty, NLE Choppa released an album. Bryson Potts is a 17-year-old rapper from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, 17 years old. At an even younger age than he already is, he expressed interest in music uh, in, in developing a music career after doing some uh, casual freestyling and then taking it serious at the age of 15. And this is all before or after uh, ending up in a juvenile detention center. His time there, uh, he credits the time there as uh, being the experience that turned his life around, showing the, and, you know, that just goes to show the potential benefits of the criminal justice system that we don't really hear every day. An early mixtape, after an early mixtape, he broke through with the hit single Shot to Flow and eventually released a million zillion versions of Shot to Flow. Um, He released the EP Cottonwood in late 2019 and after a, uh, after a series of uh, singles, he was finally finally re- uh, able or finally ready to release his debut studio album. That album is 20 tracks long and just over an hour long. That album is Top Shotta, and I'll be reviewing said album to see if it sounds proper. Okay, so when Enelie Choppa, Choppa's music first started popping off, uh, notably with the song Top Shotta, that was um, or not Top Shotta, Shotta Flow. Um, Shot of Flow 1, that is. Uh, that's the first song that I heard from him. I found myself actually enjoying his music quite a bit. You know, Shot of Flow 1, uh, The Block is Hot. You know, he found himself in a more aggressive and violent lane in, uh, lyrically in hip hop uh, with the aforementioned Shot of Flow as well as The Block is Hot, you know, the song Capo. Uh, however, uh, the more music that he released, the more I found his uh, music to be a bit redundant. And the replay value of his music just wasn't there for me. Despite the fact that it seemed as if he was attempting to branch out his style uh, with his with the re- uh, recent singles that he's uh, put out, it, it didn't really get me excited for the project. And this album, you know, it proves me right in, in a lot of ways in which I didn't want to be proven right. Uh, his style is quite redundant. And the differences between some of the songs are just very, it's very minuscule, uh, just in between basic uh, beat structures, as well as uh, some wording. Though it seems as if NLE Choppa tried to counteract this problem by switching up his style a bit, it did, it, like, not enough unique ideas are presented on this album to really combat this efficiently. The flaw is accentuated by the fact that the album has a whole 20 songs. And while this is just speculation, this is this album is more than likely getting a deluxe uh, edition. You know, I talked about deluxe edition culture uh, a few podcasts ago. You can check that out. Um, so it's my prediction that this album is 20 tracks long, probably going to get a deluxe edition. But that's just speculation. Uh, also, the order of the tracks uh, on this album, it feels very irrelevant. Uh, if you if for At least for me, when I go on Spotify, there's two versions of this album. And both of them have different track lists. Like the order of the track list is different. 
like uh, the, the the little baby song on the on the version that I'm reviewing. Uh, it's at towards the end of the track list, but on one of the versions, you know, it's toward the beginning of the track list. It's two different track lists, and you know, it kind of really accentuates the fact that you know the placement of these songs don't really matter, and a lot of these songs are very similar to one one another. So, uh, you know, they just feel as if you know they're placed on other, um, like together. You know, the placement of these songs feel very meaningless. So yeah, let's. I'm gonna just go through the track list, go by each song, track by track, talk about each one, uh, in various levels of description to really come to a conclusion. So the first song on this album is called Daydream. Uh, the beat here it feels as a bit like it feels a bit of an afterthought as Annalise Choppa's vocals take up a lot of the auditory space. You know the drums they feel uh, very mixed low and the piano is just fine. You know it creates a melody that Annalise Choppa can really rap over. On the hook, Annalise Choppa reflects on when went about on the on times of when he dreamt about being in the position that he is in today. However, besides that. Besides the hook, that is, he just dives into bars about gang violence and girls. And on the chorus, when he is uh, reciting it, you know, he just has some harmonizing that is very mediocre. Uh, he makes up for the he makes up for the fact that the subject matter uh, just varies. It's just very inconsistent, varies wildly. He makes up for the fact that you know he brings some energy to the track. Uh, the next one, the next track is called Double Back. The beat here is very similar to the uh, the the beat on the last track. However, it just has some harder hitting drums uh, and it's mixed better and also has uh, similar pianos to the last track. Enelie Choppa, he bounces around topically, you know, line by line, delivering bars about killing people. He also has lines about his baby mamas, as well as having lines bashing mean comments that he receives on the internet. Uh, the content of the song is something that you would is something that you just repeatedly hear on the album. It's something that he repeatedly talks about, you know, a lot of violence and um, some girls. Uh, so yeah, just bear with me if it sounds like if I sound like a broken record talking about the same things over and over because Annalie Choppa is talking about the same things over and over. Overall, this song it just comes to get comes together as being very mid. The next track is called "Make Them Say." Basically, the song is about you know. Uh, men being able to pleasure women effectively with their, you know, penises, and women being able to pleasure men effectively with their vaginas. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very simple. Uh, the song it features Mulatto, uh, a female rapper, I guess, a name Mulatto, uh, who delivers the perspective uh, for females. Um, you know, yeah, like how I just talked about WAP. Uh, earlier on in this podcast, uh, this song uh, it talks about it, it. It you know has some sexual bars, but it, unlike the song WAP, it is very very tame. It's very dumbed down. An example of like these dumbed down lines is "Keep my dick up in her dome. I'm fucking her. I'm fucking up her chromosome. Uh, you can't really fuck up uh, her XX chromosome. It's just no that you can't." really do that to her dna i don't think he understands you know i think he jumped dropped out of high school so it's a little bit understandable uh the verse from mulatto is it's no better than um annalise choppa's and the chorus here it is catchy but it's not for the right reasons it's not a good chorus it just gets stuck in your head um and yeah the post chorus on this track 
Uh, it has NLE Choppa just singing, and the singing from him, it kind of sucks. This is all complemented with a beat that is just mid, and overall, this song just shouldn't exist. Yeah, so the next track is called Camelot. This song is almost a year old. It came out, you know, in late 2019. And so most of NLE Choppa's audience already knows this song. When it initially dropped, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, I like the monotone pianos as well as the perforated trap drums. And though my feelings for this song has cooled a little bit, pause, I still think the song is one of the better songs of the project. It has a decent hook, has some good energy, and the bars, uh, uh, the good bars outweigh the bad ones. The next we have, next we have the song "Walk 'Em Down." I don't really mind this song all that much either. Um, the beat it has some generic per- percussion, but I do like the strings that appear here. The hook here is uh, also memorable with the flow and the inflections that Emily uses. The verse from Roddy Rich is fine enough, uh, mostly just continuing off of uh, the themes that Emily Chapel brought up. Actually, this is like one of the more uh, non-memorable verses uh, from Roddy Rich. The next track is called Murder Talk. On the track, Enali fills up the runtime with, well, talk about murder. It is just one long verse uh, with an intro and out, uh, outro, just spoken word. Uh, just one long verse uh, where, in an, uh, where in an aggressive tone, Chapa he delivers a verse talking about robbing and killing his opposition. Though this isn't really delivered in any compelling way, uh, storytelling why or with some witty clever bars the beat also isn't very compelling it's just some very uh, compressed trap drums uh, the song after that however uh, is called who the f up in my trap this song is a full hype and adre- it's just full hype full adrenaline with the uh, with the synths that sound like an alarm uh, and some trap drums that all make a good sounding beat Enali Choppa plays into the beat uh, rather well, you know, delivering some very soothing bars as well as an aggressive uh, flow and delivery. The hook here, while not being constructed in the best way, is still very memorable with the who the fuck up in my trap. Uh, this, in my opinion, is what Annalie Choppa's bangers should strive for and is definitely one of the best uh, songs on the album. However, we have the next, uh, however, the next song is called Shot of Flow 3, and this is where a lot of the Shot of Flow songs. Uh, we'll begin. So uh, this song, it feels as if it lacks quite a bit. The beat here it has some very basic pianos with some all right drums. <clears throat> at all at, at, at times in the song, Lee Choppa, he has a very chill and underwhelming flow. However, it progresses into him like gobbling the mic, like deep throating, th- deep throating the damn mic. Uh, as the verse, it just goes on longer and longer. You know, he's very close into the mic. Um, Yeah. So while being loud and obnoxious, he misses the mark just on the lyrical front. Uh, And it sounds as if, you know, someone made an NLE Choppa type beat. Uh, The next Shada Flow song is called Top Shada Flow. Uh, This song is just like a lot of his other songs, uh, in my opinion. It just sounds like a lot of his songs. Um, the formula for creating the song, you know, most of the bars have to be about violence and guns. You know, a few of them will be about hoes. Uh, you have to have some hard-hitting trap percussion. And yeah, that's the song. The next song is called Shot to Flow 4. Uh, I can see, you hopefully can see the pattern uh, we're going in. Uh, 
uh, the beat here, it has some nocturnal chimes with some keys and some hard uh, trap drums. The song is compressed. Uh, it's, no, it's not compressed. The song is composed uh, in, as just one long verse from Annalie Chapa, as well as one verse from Chief Keef. I like some of the vocal inflections that Annalie Chapa goes through, but once again, none of the bars that he really uh, puts, you know, spits really sticks out. The verse from Chief Keef in many ways imitates Annalie Chapa's style with the delivery that he uses, the flow, and also the way he writes his verse. Uh, it's not a bad song, but once again, it just has uh, me le uh, leaving the track with the feeling that it's mid. Next, we have this song, Shot of Flow. Yeah, you guess it, five. This song, it really fails to stand out from the crowd of the other songs uh, he has put out. The only lyrics that really stand out is a failed attempt to deliver a like a counting set of lines. Uh, I'll give you the quote here. Send a hit at five. He was dead by six. Got shot seven times, but the eighth shot missed. Nine shots in the clip. Could have sworn it was ten. Didn't fuck with twelve. I was eleven again. You know, toward the end, he was really grasping for straws. Uh, yeah, so after the shot of flow five, we are out of the shot of flows. Uh, now we have the song called Neighborhood Watch. The beat here, it is composed of some fainter drums with an airy melody complemented by some nice keys. The verses are fine from him. You know, he's just continuing for what he normally does flow-wise and also lyrically. The real misstep of the song, though, is the obnoxious hook with a very throaty, nasally delivery, sounding like he has a cold or something. Uh, maybe you should just get some vocal training, get a singing coach. Uh, that will definitely help quite a bit. Because uh, it appears as if he wants to branch out into um, like some crooning, which is fine, but do it if you're good. Next, we have the song called Can't Take It. The hook here has a very similar problem to the last track, but instead of being very throaty, nasally um, in the delivery, uh, instead of it being annoying, uh, he just sounds more comatose than anything. The song, it has Enali Chaba talking about how he sets up murders on the verse, while on the pre-chorus, he talks about how he's moved on from the life, and he talked on the pre-chorus, he talks about how he's moved on from the street life, and on the hook, he talks about how he's determined to not let the current situation that he is in, the positive situation that he's in, slip away from him. Uh, the beat here, it is fine. It has some decent strings. And once again, some standard trap drums. Next, we have the song Gamble With My Heart. The song has Annalie Chapa exploring the lifestyle that he frequently talks about in his music. And he reflects, uh, he reflects about this lifestyle in a more honest and less glorified point of view. You know, before, you know, he just glorify every all acts of violence. Uh, but now it's a bit more like third person perspective. It's almost like third person a bit more honest. Um, you know, the beat here has some sentimental sounding pianos with some complimentary hi-hats and a droning synth bass line. He talks about how the life has left people he knew dead and how his immediate family disapproved of the life that he was living, but still he pursued, uh, he persisted in the lifestyle. The song is refreshing in the track list uh, as we've just been like really hammered with the same song back to back to back to back to back. After the song Gamble With My Heart, we have the cut called Molly. Uh, the beat here has some trap drums with some wailing synth melodies. 
Enelie Choppy comes with a one long verse as he raps while he harmonizes. The flow is methodical, but it feels more low effort than really uh, intended. Uh, also, we have some uh, bars that just really aren't NLE Choppa's best. And <clears throat> I don't really say NLE Choppa's a lyricist. He's far from it. But, you know, even here, it's just very weak uh, in comparison to what he has been able to do. An example of this. She was slurping on my dick She was, like she was drinking some soda. That bitch, she loved giving brain. Yeah, you know I, that you know that I control her. Uh, after the song Molly, we have the song Paranoid. The beat here it is more mellow. Has some delicate pianos playing with uh, uh, under some trap percussion. On the hook, he's try he tries to sound more emotional and sorrowful, but he just ends up sounding very dead on the mic. His ver his verses don't elevate the song much either. He talks about the sorrow and pain of the people that he has lost in violence. But to put it bluntly, I don't care. Because he frequently, in a lot of the songs, and a lot of the past songs, you know, just listen to all the other songs that he released on this album, he, he talks about murdering the opposition in cold blood and doing it for fun. And he does this on repeated occasion. So, yeah, it maybe seems, seems to this as if uh, Annalise Chapa's, uh, you know, themes and the lifestyle that he portrays he's living, you know, it looks as if there's some buyer's remorse or it looks as if there's some hypocrisy. Uh, yeah, the next song is called Narrow Road. This one features Lil Baby, and I already reviewed this song on a past uh, episode of Single Sunday. Um, so yeah, you can check that out on the Sounds Proper Podcast. It's a podcast exclusive segment. Uh, and yeah, so I'm just gonna quickly uh, recap this. So I'm, so you know I don't uh, talk about a song that I already talked about. I appreciated Annalie Choppa's part of the song, but Lil Baby he kind of kills it. With the, with the most deadpan delivery that he could have possibly conjured up. Uh, yeah, I still think this is one of the better uh, songs on the track list, though. Uh, after that song, uh, we have the song Watch Out for the Narcs. Uh, with the beat sounding as remorse as it sounds, as it really does, you might expect that there might be a really sad and heartfelt song. But the song uses, uh, but he just uses the beat. He uses the song to perpetuate the themes of drug dealing, violence, and making sure you don't get snitched on. The last verse is the best of the three, and is an actual good verse, as he talks about his mother and how he doesn't want to see her perish, as does nobody. The second last song, the second last cut, is called Make It Happen. With another sappy beat, he talks about his come up from the streets, he talks about his early life in crime, and his come up in the rap game. The hook here would be fine if it weren't for his uh, his singing that just isn't satisfying to the ear. It kind of reminds me of a lot of the criticism I had about the Kid Leroy singing uh, when I reviewed Fuck Love. Uh, you can check that out on the podcast as well as on YouTube, uh, my review for the Kid Leroy Fuck Love. Uh, the last song is called Depression. Uh, and, you know, given the title, you can guess what he talks about. In the same vein, in the song Paranoid, he talks about the pain the street life has caused him emotionally. He talks about taking revenge uh, for the people that he has lost and the pain that he deals with for uh, with those losses. But once again, I do not care. People make choices, and you're not getting my sympathy for the for the get the supposed 
uh, gang members that were killed and for your supposed depression. Uh, you know, maybe I'm just psychotic or sociopathic, uh, but I would beg to differ. You know, maybe I would be more symptomatic or sympathetic uh, is the correct word. I would be more sympathetic if the singing that he has is better and, you know, it didn't sound like he just woke up. Uh, he just rolled out of bed and decided, you know, I'm going to record the song. So, yeah, that was Top Shotta by NLE Choppa. As you can tell, this definitely wasn't my favorite record at all. The album is chock full with a lot of songs that are just mid. And there's a few songs that fall below that, that even that standard. The album's so, uh, songs on their own aren't very impressive, but together... It just uh, overstays its welcome, and it's very too long. It overstays its welcome far too long, and it makes the listening experience far more painful than it has to be. You know, and you know this is coming from someone. This is coming from me. You know, someone who listened to the record six times just to make this review for YouTube and for the podcast. But yeah, honestly, I'm not really sure if Annalise Choppa's style is good for albums. Or if he's just simply a singles type of guy, you know? Anyway, let's conclude this up. Let's wrap this review up. So, for me, the best track here was Who the F Up In My Trap. I think that's a good song. Uh, and for me, the worst track here is um, Heard Him Say. Yeah, I didn't really care for that song uh, at all. And the overall song, uh, I mean the overall score at this moment in time, I'll be giving uh, Top Shot by Annalie Choppa is a 3 out of 10. Anyway, that has been the review. That has been the discussion. Thank you for listening to the Sounds Proper Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, you know, Once again, check out my Single Sunday segment. It was a podcast-exclusive segment. You won't find it on YouTube. You won't find these discussions on YouTube, but you will find a video uh, review, uh, album review uh, equivalent on YouTube. It's, highly, it's more highly edited. It's more highly scripted. Definitely worthwhile. Definitely worth checking out. Um, I also have some YouTube exclusive videos like Boldy James, The Price of Tea in China Deluxe review. I reviewed uh, West Side Guns, Pray for Paris. That is also a video exclusive. Um, so, yeah. And also, uh, just, yeah, follow me at Twitter. Follow me on Storyfire, at Sounds Proper. Uh, all good stuff. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Sounds Proper podcast once again. And I will be clicking this button right here on my screen. Uh, I'm reading out right now. It says stop recording. So I'm going to do that now.